به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فلينظر الانسان الى طعامه ان صببنا الماء صبا ثم شققنا الارض شقا فانبتنا فيها حبا وعنبا وقدبا وزيتونا ونخلا وحدائق غلبا وفاكهه وابا متاعا لكم ولانعامكم صدق الله العظيم دوشي بالله respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home hazrat salman farsi radiyallahu ta'ala an one of the grand companions of hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam a very sarcastic a remark was put forward to this great companion by a mushrik a polytheist and this remark was not on the basis of compliment but on the basis of finding faults in islam or taunting hazrat salman farsi radiyallahu ta'ala He said to Hazrat Salman Farsi radiyallahu ta'ala that your prophet teaches you everything Allahu ilm his companions everything educates them totally he even teaches you how to ease yourself from the call of nature after relieving yourself and hazrat salman farsi radiyallahu ta'ala an understood straight away for that mushrik for that muna for that polytheist the act of istinja whereby one purifies the private part was a significant act for him that was not something that was major he considered that to be something trivial something minor and that is the reason he said salman farsi radiyallahu ta'ala that the prophet even teaches you how to make istinja which fingers to use to cleanse your body parts hazrat salman farsi radiyallahu ta'ala with great pride he said without a doubt Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam has taught us all aspects of life like how a father educates or teaches the young ones how a mother and father wants to educate the child the young ones that are at home in exactly the same manner Abu sallallahu alaihi wasallam would teach us everything
and there is no shame in that. He said to the mushrik that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us the art of purification, the art of vistinja, how to clean your body parts after relieving yourself, which hands to use, which fingers to use, how to sit, which posture to take when one is relieving himself. He taught us everything. He said that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam even taught us the art of eating, the art of drinking. Civilization is only through Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Anyone who does not adopt the methodology of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, even in the modern world today, he is uncivilized. Uncivilized. When he said that to the mushrik, the mushrik had no reply. He looked at Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala and went away. Allahu Akbar. Let alone istinja, eating and drinking constitutes the main Allahu Akbar aspect of human behavior. For that human being to stay alive. The entire economy of this world functions because of one body part, that is the stomach. If Allah did not bless insan with the stomach, this world would not have an economy. There would be no trade, there would be no business transactions. We would not find words in the dictionary like import and export. What for? Allahu Akbar. One stomach, that na'mah is so powerful, that blessing, that because of one stomach that Allah blesses an individual, the entire world's economy is functioning today. Everyone has to work, for he has to have his food. He has to feed the people who are under him. It is because of the stomach. No stomach, nobody wants to wake up. Nobody is prepared to do night shifts. What for? I can stay without food. All I need is three pairs of clothes. That's it. One car, sufficient. Why should I work? Allahu Akbar. Everyone has to work because of the, the food and the fruits. Subhanallah. That the body needs one stomach. And in that one stomach, Allah has blessed insan with two blessings. The blessing, the na'mat of thirst and the na'mat of hunger. Again, these are great blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inborn inside the human body, thirst and hunger. It is because of this thirst and hunger, one has to wake up early in the morning and work to earn money. With that money he can buy whatever he wants. He can shop around, bring in food, the right items. Subhanallah al-Azim. Allahu Akbar Kabira. As a Muslim, it is important to make sure that we fulfill the needs of thirst and hunger in accordance to the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
if one does not fulfill these two blessings that Allah has given insan, thirst and hunger, in accordance to sunnah, then it is not called eating, it is called grazing, because even animals can eat without a system. It is grazing, an individual is only grazing, not eating. You are only eating something noble if you apply the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You are only drinking something noble if you apply the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Animals drink, animals eat. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has educated the ummah, has covered all aspects of life, all the subject, profound detail is given to us. Hazrat Amr bin Salama radiallahu ta'ala is the narrator of the hadith and the one ordered in the hadith by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Amr bin Salama radiallahu ta'ala the etiquette, the art of eating. He says, Ya Amr, when food is presented to you, the very first adab, the first etiquette that should be applied is to pronounce the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the first adab. That is the difference between a mu'min, a believer, and that who is a kafir, a disbeliever. When you see food in front of you, the first thing, the first adab that must be applied is Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim or Bismillahi wa ala barakatillah or the least Bismillah. Allahu Akbar. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is the narrator of a hadith, Sahih hadith. She says that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned when food is presented. When food is in front of you, the first adab is to say Bismillahi wa ala barakatillah. Oh, Bismillah. And for some reason, one forgets to say Bismillahi rahmani rahim by chance. Then again to compensate that, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in the hadith, one must say Bismillahi awwalahu wa akhirahu. Bismillahi awwalahu wa akhirah. If you forget by chance to say Bismillah, then say Bismillahi awwalahu wa akhirahu. That the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in the beginning and comes in the end. Bismillahi awwalahu wa akhirah. Allahu Akbar. That is the compensation for forgetting Bismillah in the beginning. Hazrat Umayyah bin Mahshi radiallahu ta'ala an is the narrator of the hadith. He says that Aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sitting in front of a companion who was eating in front of Aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam without any pause continuously Hazrat was looking at the companion eating. As he was about to finish just one lukma was left, one morsel. He remembered that he forgot to say, to utter, Bismillah, wa ala barakatillah. 
being the companion straight away they would apply the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We are weak. Even when reminded unfortunately that importance of sunnah is not in our hearts. We cry over losing one pound fifty or two pounds. But we don't cry over every sunnah that we miss out in the 24 hours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Incalculable sunans of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We neglect. No remorse. No taklif. No problem. A single scratch that is done to a brand new car makes an individual weep, perhaps, metaphorically speaking, for one week. But the value of the car has gone down. One massive scratch. A car worth 25,000 pounds. Arguing with the wife. Telling his friends, I parked my car in the masjid car park. Can you imagine? And someone did this. Allahu Akbar. How many sunans do we miss out? These are signs that the value of dunya is greater in our hearts than the value of akhirat, which is the fundamental difference between the companions and the latter part of the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw that the companion straight away after remembering he said, Bismillahi awwalahu wa akhirahu. And Huzur alayhi salatu was salam smiled at the companion. Allahu Akbar. He said to the companion, From the beginning I saw that the shaitan was sharing the same plate with you. I could see the shaitan fiddling and smudging the food that was on your plate. He was sharing the same food with you, the food on the plate. He was eating with you, drinking with you. But the minute you remembered the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I saw the shaitan vomit out everything that went inside him. He puked it out. This is the barakat of one bismillah. Bismillahi awwalahu akhirah. This is the power of the beautiful name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every time you say Bismillah, we are testifying. We are reminded that the food, the na'mad that is in front of us, that is not a human being's achievement. That is not the worth of human labor. It is actually from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ الْمَاءَ الَّذِي تَشْرَبُونَ The water that comes down. Have you got the power to bring rain down? Or is that the power only reserved for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or insan, the food that you cook in the sophisticated gas cookers that we have, the gas that flows from the pipes, who is the creator of that gas? Who is the creator of that gas? Are you the one who has the power or the creator to take out gas? 
from beneath the earth. Am nahnul munshi'oon, or is it in my power? Allah. نحن جعلناها تذكرة ومتاعا للمقوين فصبح باسم ربك العظيم Make the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Whatever you do, whatever is in front of you Glorify the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Say bismillahir rahmanir rahim Hazrat Jabir radiyallahu ta'ala is the narrator of a hadith He says that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned When the believer enters his own home, his property, by saying, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, he enters. And when food is put in front of him, he says, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, or Bismillah wa ala barakatillah. Then the shaitan is no help of this house. There is no refuge for us in this house, whether you live in a terraced house, or a mansion, or a palace. The shaitan says there is no refuge for us. When he says Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and eats, the shaitan says to his satanic companions, there is no food for us, there is no water for us in this house. We have been deprived. The owner of the house has uttered the great name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us leave immediately. Let us leave immediately. And the shaitan vacates that house and goes away. Vice versa, if the owner of the house forgets, sometimes we forget the car keys, the home keys, whatever, in the car and we have to go back. And it always happens. That's taklif. But what about the taklif when one forgets to utter Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim? the taklif that comes from shaitan? When one forgets to utter Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and enters the house, the shaitan says to the companions that refuge is given to us. Welcome. This house is a palace for us. When he forgets to say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, the shaitan says to the companions that Mubarak ho. Raat ka chikana bhi mil gaya aur khane peene ka bhi intizam ho gaya. Khane peene ka bhi intizam ho gaya. Food is also there for you. Water is also there for you. All the drinks are there. Allahu Akbar. That is how powerful the, this beautiful prescription, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is. It seals you off from shaitan. The ulama say that is why in the house there is fighting. Why? Because when one does not utter Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, when he enters the house, he is inciting fights between husband and wife, between father and children, between family members. He whispers in the heart, forces him to, to commit sins. Why? Because refuge is there for the shaitan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. To make amal on the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many, many sunnahs. One of the sunnahs is to lick your fingers. Licking the fingers. If need be, even if we have to use fork and knife as Muslims, we have to make sure that the fork is taken in the right hand and the knife in the left hand. Don't adopt the Western culture by taking the knife in the right hand and the fork in the left hand. 
کس کو خوش کرنا ہے اللہ کو یا کفاروں کو تو دا فوک ان دا رائٹ ہینڈ حضور علیہ سلاد وسلام پریفرڈ ایوری تھنگ ان دا رائٹ ہینڈ ایوری تھنگ دیٹ واز آنریبل ٹو بی کمیٹیڈ وتھ دا رائٹ ہینڈ دیر از وائی ایز مسلم ایٹ از امپورٹنٹ دیٹ وی وے اوور واچ از ان دا رائٹ ہینڈ ناٹ ان دا لیفٹ ہینڈ ڈونٹ اڈاپٹ دا کلچر آف دا کفار What is the difference? What, what is the difference, major difference? You have to see the time left hand may dekhna ho ya right hand may. What is the difference? What is the difference? Tell me here, if anybody can tell me the difference. The benefit of having the watch in the left hand. Allah has given you two eyes. Is the picture brilliant in the left hand? And not so good in the left hand? No. On the contrary, if you have it in the right hand, it is a clear picture. Right is powerful. حضور علیہ السلام ٹیچنگ واللہ لذیم ایون فلشنگ دا ٹوائلٹ فلشنگ دا ٹوائلٹ از دا سنن آف نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم دیٹ از دا سنن آف نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم وین وی ٹریول بائی پلین وین وی ہیو ٹو گو ان دا ٹوائلٹ ان دا پلین اٹس اے ٹائٹ اسکویز آئی ریمبر وین یو ہیو ٹو ڈو وزو اسمال بیسن دے A small notice there on the basin that after using this basin, please wipe it and clean it with a tissue paper so the other person can use it after you. Something to the effect that sign is there. The kuffar have adopted the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That sign which is there in the plain toilet, it is exactly what Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam educated the ummat. of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But above all, this is just the tartib, the art of eating and drinking. The main thing is to make sure that the food that goes inside the stomach has to be halal. That is the main thing. That takes primacy over all. A lot of people from Leicester go to Birmingham, venture off out of Leicester. Why? For a good meal. In Birmingham, in London, Nottingham, what for? Good meal. I'm not saying it's wrong. Alhamdulillah. Allah has given you the time. You have fulfilled your faraiz. Do what you want. What is halal is halal. In restaurants. And for a Muslim, unfortunately, the level of Iman is so weak that it suffices for him just to see one sign which says halal. on the restaurant window and he is prepared to take in all the chickens that are there even witnessing that the table in front there that person there has got alcohol alcohol is being served in the restaurant but he, he is still comfortable he feels that the chickens that are given to him is halal and he says bismillahi wala barakatillah and eats it and in front of him there is alcohol and liquor being served that is the level of iman What will happen if we don't go to those restaurants? Again, I'm not giving fatwa that these chickens are haram or whatever the food that may be there. I am saying, I, have, I haven't taken any names of any shops. I am not here to disrupt anyone's business. Allah is the one who gives wealth. Allah is the one who takes away wealth. Allah is the one who gives izzat. Allah is the one who dishonors. Everything is in the hands of Allah. Allahu Akbar. 
What proof? Maybe 10-15 chickens are halal, bought from a halal Muslim person. And the rest of the chickens are haram. Haram. Alcohol is there. Sharab is there. What proof have we got? But yet the Muslim, the level of Iman is so weak. Again, the Muslims will go and eat. And in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, How will Allah accept your dua when your mat'am or your ma'kal, your mashrab, your malbat is haram, when your food is haram, when your drinking is haram, when your clothes are haram, how is Allah going to accept your dua? When the food that goes inside you is haram, that is why there is no concentration in namaz. That is why there is no inclination in the recitation of the Qur'an. That is why there is no jazma, zeal, to read nawafil. That is why there is no concentration in anything. Why? The food that goes in is haram. Vitally important. Hazrat Imam Ahmad bin Hamad rahmatullah alayhi came to the house of Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah alayhi. Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah alayhi is the teacher of Imam Ahmad bin Hamad rahmatullah alayhi. Both great fuqaha, great scholars. When Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah alayhi told the family members, Imam Ahmad bin Hamad is going to come to eat. Students, the family members were happy. Great, buzruk, muttaqi, great imam is coming. A variety of food was cooked. In honor of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal came in the evening. The Sarkhan was there. The banquet was laid. Variety of food was there. In honor of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal ate food. He said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And quickly, Imam Shafi'i being the host, he saw that Imam Ahmad was putting his hands everywhere. Quickly, quickly. Eating that, eating this, putting his hands in that, in that plate, in this plate, in that plate, everywhere quickly. Imam Shafi'i rahmatullahi was looking at that and he was very uncomfortable that being an Imam, why is he so hasty in eating? Why? But because he was the host, he did not say anything. After Isha Salat, Imam Shafi'i rahmatullahi took Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal to his room to rest and presented to him a bowl of water. It was the tradition that water was there near the bed. So in the evening when they wake up for tahajjud, one can just do wuzu. Imam Ahmed bin Hamdul Rahmatullah went to sleep and he only woke up when the azan was given by the Mu'azrin. When Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullah went in the room, he saw that the water was there to its full. Allahu Akbar. He did not perform his tahajjud. That is what Hazrat Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullah thought when he saw water there. And straight away, when they went in the masjid, he noticed that Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal did not even perform wuzu. And he said to the Ustaz Hazrat, you should perform namaz. And again, Hazrat Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah alayhi, in his heart was Allahu Akbar disturbed. After namaz, he said to his students, he said, first you were eating in a very undesirable way, very, very quickly. Second, you did not perform tahajjud, the water was there. Third, you did not make wuzu. Hazrat Imam Ahmed bin Hamdul Rahmatullah alayhi said, Hazrat, that is not the case. I could see noor in your bowls of food that you gave me. I could see noor in every plate that was presented to me. I knew straight away that the food coming from the house of Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah alayhi is the most halal. And I was quick 
in making sure that I should take in as much as halal food inside me. I saw noor there, so I put my hand there. I could see noor there, I put my hand there. I saw noor there, I put my hand there. When I went to sleep because of that noor, subhanallah al I did not sleep all night. I derived 100 masail from one ayat of the Qur'an. That is the reason I did not have to perform fresh wuzu because I already had wuzu. My wuzu was intact. This is the barkat of halal food. Time does not allow me, my respected brothers and elders. Restaurants, be careful. Halal is there. There is no certificate. That is not the verse of the Quran to prove 100%. As Muslims, it is our right to investigate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.